Beers and Tears would like to acknowledge the traditional owners and custodians of the land from which we conduct this podcast, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We recognise their continued connection to the land and waterways and sky of this beautiful place, and we pay our respects to Elders past and present, and extend that respect to all First Nations people present today, and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Beers and Tears. Today, I'm joined with Rum Jungle. Hi. How are you guys? Hello. Hey, how are you? Good, thank you. I see you're both drinking beers. This is beautiful. Of course. Yeah. Train it up. In celebration. <laughs> maybe, some, maybe some tears later. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Some, Anything can happen. Some daunting questions. <laughs> um, oh, well, I was doing some research and I searched Rum Jungle. Uh-oh. Oh, no. And, uh, and this <laughs> this uranium mine in yeah. Northern oh. Territory came up. And I was like, surely this is not what they named their band after. No, that's us. No. No, no, no. We're not the uranium mine, I promise. Where did... Where Actually, did... Um, we stole the name, fun fact. From? From our singer Benny's dad. He was in a band years and years ago uh, called Rum Jungle. And basically when we were trying to figure out a name, we came across an old poster of his. And so, yeah, we just ended up stealing it. It was sick. Yeah, because you couldn't think of one on our own. So it's like, well, I think we're trying for like months to think of a name, but we just couldn't think of one. So it's like. Yeah, we had god-awful names before this. We had some very bad names for the band before this one. Maybe they were named after the uranium mine. Hey, maybe. Maybe it stems from that. You should definitely ask. I was—I didn't even know it was a thing. There were like there were like new articles about it. <laughs> new articles. New ones from like 2021. Oh, Relatively man. new. Anyway, I thought we, it was. We got to copyright that. Yeah, <laughs> guys. You steal your own mind. It's ours. Yeah, change your mind name, please. Please. Um, what brought the band together? How did you guys all meet? How did it all come about? That's you, Madge. You brought it together. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I went to school with Benny and Josh, uh, sort of like two different uh, friendship groups. I didn't even know Benny could sing until, what, uh, year 12? Yeah, I think Something so. Something like yeah. that. And then, um, yeah, I just went over to his house and I was locked out and I could just hear him singing in his room. I was like, oh, shit, you can actually sing. And then um, he was talking about starting a band and I was like, hey, mad. Went later that week to see Josh for like separate stuff. And then Josh is like, yeah, like, how sick would it be to start a band? I was like, okay, perfect. Got two mates. They both want to start a band. And then, um, yeah, with Fraze, he just worked with Benny, this cute little drummer. <laughs> we needed yeah. a drummer. He was 15 when he joined the band, so he was, like, still in school and we were all Yeah, he was a baby. Uh, oh, I'm yeah, Still is a baby. Yeah, he still is. <laughs> and I had a question about your music and the music you make mm-hmm. and if two bands or musicians were to blend into one and form rum jungle who would you oh, want man. to be i reckon it's weird because like <clears throat> we always say like the four of us in the band have such different tastes 
Like it's crazy. Like Benny's at the moment heaps into like the UK drill scene, which is like a crazy <laughs> left hand kind of thing. Mage was, I think Mage is like at a massive phase of African jazz at some stage in your Mage. Yeah, that was that was a good phase. And yeah, that and just like the the jazzier stuff is sick. Phrases into his weird psychedelic stuff, which is mad. And then and you got your own thing, Josh. Everything. Like probably like Britpop, yeah, I think, like Strokes and stuff like that, Arctic Monkeys, that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's hard to say just like two bands. Like I guess you could probably pick most bands in the Aussie scene. Like, you know, you could I reckon even like Cage the Elephant, you could probably link that in a little bit. Love Cage. Yeah. I reckon if we can be in the same breath as Cage, I'll be stoked on that. Oh, <laughs> Who are you listening to at the moment? What are you listening to? Oh, God. What am I listening to? I'm listening to old stuff at the moment. Um, I'm loving the animals right now. Whoa. Uh, The kinks, like all that kind of old stuff. Like I'm obsessed with like British old music stuff. It's like the Beatles and the Stones, obviously, but like I'm trying to go a bit deeper. Yeah. um, So, so awesome. My 60s especially is just insane. I've been listening to this band that we found called Party Dozen. We play oh, with them at a festival and they, they were so cool. What if you don't know Party Dozen, check them out for sure. Yeah, um, I don't know, probably like Psychedelic, I reckon. It was literally like we saw him at him because he played at Gumball Festival and it was literally just a drummer <clears throat> and a chick playing the saxophone and singing and, and they had like a backing track and it was literally the most insane live show I've ever seen in my life. It was so oh, yeah, incredible. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't even know what genre to put it in. It was just awesome. That's the genre. Awesome. Sweet. <laughs> I will be sure to check it out. You've released a few tracks this year, yep. beginning with today. Can you tell mm. me a little bit about this track and how it came to be? You take the lead on this, Josh. You wrote it. Um, well, I mean, <clears throat> Fraser wrote the track. Our drummer, he wrote the track. And one day me and him were just... Back at my old place where Michael lives now at Beaumont Street, he just came over and we just um, had a couple of beers and he brought the song and we literally just laid it all down. Like he played the guitar, I did like a lead track over it. He sung, I think, two takes on it and then I added it all together and that's it. We didn't like take it into the studio or anything like that to mix or master. We just we got the demo at home in about 45 minutes and then we just loved it so much. We was like, we'll just chuck it on as a B-side. So, yeah. It, I think it'd be hard to recreate that song in a studio with like all the gizmos and gadgets and stuff because yeah, for sure. In the vibe of it was just perfect, unreal. And then you've got back home, which mm. is the other track that you released. We got a lot of shit for that song because on back home, I, I mean, like not for that song, but on the back home tour, we didn't actually play in Newcastle, so we never went back home, as they say. So everyone yeah. was. Messing with us. <laughs> When you come like to play in Newcastle, it's well, probably I a bad move on our part, yeah, to like release that song and not actually play at home. But you know, we're really uh, back home. Back home was just like, yeah, it was a lot of fun to make. I reckon because that was pretty all inclusive. Yeah, I think Benny like got Benny. Benny like, like definitely built the bones like, for that. Yeah, yeah, and that was one of those songs. How I went to the studio and kind of just like made itself a little bit with all four of us. Yeah, hundred percent. Where did you play a launch show for that song? Yeah, I mean, we would have like I think the first show of the tour. I think we might have played it before the tour before we even released it, just to practice it as well. But I yeah, we we tend to do that. We we kind of leak a little bit at shows. Yeah, we play, play a lot some of unreleased new songs stuff. That aren't unreleased, yeah, because we have no other good songs to play, so we just play all the new ones. 
And you also just want to see if people like it, you know, and the other yeah, one, yeah. it's not I worth it. Like, you can do it as well. Like it's good practice. Like you can you can play it in a in a warehouse just the four of you like a million times, but until you play it live, you just don't know how to play it live. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, 110. Are these tracks gearing up for any particular bigger release or are we just streaming out singles at the moment? Just singles. Um, we got, have we got another single coming out? June 7th, which should be good. <laughs> We're going to be doing um, singles and B-sides. So every time we release a single, it's going to have another song attached to it. Yeah. Nice. Unreal. And can you tell me a bit about this new track coming out? Yeah, it's um, it's called All The Way Around and Back. It's uh, another another one of those songs that we all just sort of got in on together and just, you know, grinded it out for as long as we could. Got it sounding as good as we wanted it to. Got it recorded and we're all super stoked with it. I think that's probably out of our releases. We're we're all really excited for this song to come out. It's very like <clears throat> I'd say it's more like very Strokes. I think inspired. Mm. I'm a big fan of the Strokes, so I think this is like this is probably my favorite song that we've released in a long time. But I'm biased just because it's like it's definitely down my musical alley. So, and I love playing it live. There's a lot of good guitar licks in there that I like playing live. So it's it's fun. Nice. Yeah, God on can on this one to come out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just keen to get music out. Honestly, I hate <laughs> I hate having a whole thing of singles and just being like, when can we release them? Like, cause we, like just sitting on all these songs, just wanting to get them out. But there's always a plan, and we're all so like, you know, anxious just like to release as much music as we can. That's why we're doing these B sides because we're like, if we can only release one at a time, stuff it. Let's do two at a time. You know what I mean? Yeah, so for sure. Nice. Did you get to see the Strokes when they came to Australia? Yes. Yes, they at, um, at Splendor. At Splendor, I saw them at Splendor too. What did you Splendor think? Splendor in the mud. How'd you go? I survived. <laughs> I was. Yeah, I wasn't camping, so I was like, "Oh, oh well, then you're fine. You're yeah. fine." Honestly, <laughs> I actually got so so lucky. I wasn't camping, and then the day before Splendor started, I met this random guy at a pub who did like private bus shuttles. So oh, <laughs> sick! You pay him like 10, oh. 15 bucks, and he picks you up at your house, drops you off at Splendor, and then picks you up from Splendor and takes you to your house. I was about that to say so that first night. That first night, they were like, I'm pretty sure the line's like five or six hours long for the buses, but you would have been home by like midnight. You were sorted. I was literally like, it was so good. I was so like, oh. I would have actually probably had the most miserable experience of my life if <laughs> I did not have that. I would have cancelled. I was I was permanently bogged. It was yeah. it was so got, bad. I was permanently camping, bogged. You were camping right up the back. I think, Michael, um, were you on the farm camping? Yeah, I was on the farm. Yeah, that would have sucked catching the bus in. But yeah, we all oh. um, camped right at the back, and it was just full mud. Like there was this massive camper trailer that was with us that got permanently bogged the whole time. Wow, <laughs> I'm so sorry. And I spent a thousand. <laughs> no, it's funny. It's funny now. I spent a thousand bucks. Yeah, for real. Well, I went to Harvest Rock like end of last year in Adelaide, and it was like yeah. bucketing down with rain. And I just remember like how cold and wet I was at the end of the night. And I was like, fuck, if I had to go, go in camp right now, it it would be the end for sure. It was pretty green. Yeah. yeah. Are you guys going this year? No. Uh, I'm going to go. Yeah. You are? I can't, I can't yeah, go back. I'm, I'm doing a solo mission. It's going to be sick. Cool. Who are you excited to see? 
Honestly, there's not many people I'm not keen to see. It's been a bit of a tough question, to be honest. I would love I to know, see yeah. Sons, I reckon. How good would Mumford and Sons be like? Yeah, I mean, legitimately, Mumford and Sons, I reckon, would be a sick one. Lion Man's going to go off. As a live performance, I reckon I can't miss it. No, you wouldn't yeah. not go for sure. You would 100%. Yeah. It would go. It would go. Yeah. <laughs> and it's exclusive. And honestly, with those kinds of shows, like, even if you're not excited, you go and you always have a good time. Yeah. Like there, there yeah, are always exactly. those hits that, like, you'll just get around regardless. It's the best part of Splendor. For sure. I mean, Idols are on there. Idols will be cool. Yeah, I've never seen Idols live. You have or haven't? I've never seen them live. Yeah, me either. Keeps on that. Yeah, I think I'm going to go to their sideshow or try and get a couple sideshows. In the meantime. definitely going to see the sideshow. Yeah, sure. that'd be skids. I'm like a late coming to Idols. Hey, I think I've only gone into them like the last couple of months, but they're because like a lot of mates went and saw them when they played in Sydney a couple of months ago, maybe, or maybe it was longer ago than that. And they were just raving about them. And I heard a couple of like their songs and watched some YouTube bits of them playing live. And I was like, yeah, I need to go see that. So good. Their Tiny Desk concert is like my favorite thing yes, ever. Yes. It's so good. It's so good. And on yeah. and everyone's repping Idols merch. Have you noticed that? Yeah, it's good. It's good merch. They got they got clean merch. They got heaps clean merch everywhere. I'm like, since when does everybody have an Idols T-shirt? What's going on? But yeah, everyone but me. Everybody. Um, back to Rum Jungle. You oh, guys yeah. released an EP last year called Everything Is Easy. Um. Mm-hmm. What was it like putting to get that together? What was the recording production process like? Oh man, um, everything is easy. EP that was a bit of a wild one because um, we're all sort of still learning the ropes of that sort of production. You know, like the biggest studios and working with uh, a lot of different producers and whatnot. So I think that one was sort of like a bit of a learning curve for us. Still had like the best time doing it, but I think it's from that that we learnt how we want to do it. Yeah. If that makes any sense. No, for sure. What would you say is like... That's at least my perspective. Yeah. Do you share the (laughs) same perspective? Yeah. Yeah, no, I do. He he put that very eloquently. Well done, Michael. Thanks, mate. Love you. What would you say was like the most challenging and also the most rewarding thing about putting that EP together? I reckon with both our EPs, because we did an EP ages ago, I think the hardest part, of, hardest part about an EP is the track listing. Like, you just, it's so hard. Mm. I guess I guess nowadays it doesn't matter as much because, you know, like playlists are all the rave and stuff like that. But when I go and find a band, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't go to their top five. I'll, I'll go to an album or an EP straight away and go top to bottom. And I think like... A lot of people in our kind of like seeing stuff like that do that. But yeah, that's the hardest part because like do you start strong and then end weak or do you like start like a bit soft and ease them into it or do you go hard and like it's just it's so hard and especially with us because we don't really, we try and write different songs for an EP. Like we don't want to have seven or six or five songs on an EP that are all the same. Like we kind of want to yeah. like get a bit diverse and it's all about how you space that out. And the four of us always have a different opinion on it. And we literally probably spend hours upon hours every time we get together talking about it. And it's always a different list every time. Yeah, we it always changes. Always so changes. hard. We're always button heads over that. 100%. <laughs> what was the reason for this certain track listing? 
I think it literally got to the point where we all just, I, th- I think we might have even just voted on it. We were just like, look, this is not going to work. No one's going to be entirely happy. Let's just vote on it. And then I think it just came out the way it was. Yeah. And, you know, After like heaps and heaps of listen throughs, like in yeah. order sort of thing, seeing what fits best. I think this is just the one that made the most sense at the time. Yeah, 100%. Do you have a favourite song off the EP? I do. Off that EP? Um, yeah. No hotels for me. No hotels. Why? No hotels. We play, well, we play it live, and it's my favourite song to play live. We Like, we usually open with it. I don't think we'll open with it anymore, but we did for the last, for the back home tour, we opened with it a lot. And um, it's just a pumper, just gets people going. Like, I don't think many people know it when they come and watch this. But like, like, some people do, some people don't, but it's just an energy song, and it gets us into the vibe of playing the show as well really well. So, yeah. Live. I'd probably say Wasting Your Time, maybe. Hot take. I feel like it's not a very known song, um, but for some reason I just love it. I just love how it turned out. Love the the sound and the engineering on it. Cool. If so, if someone who had never listened to Rum Jungle before was to come along and come to your Spotify and listen to three songs, what three songs would you guys want those to be? <laughs> okay, yeah, top three songs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Keep I'd up it, Lord, and everything is easy. Wait, wait. No, let's think of an obscure answer, but um, <laughs> thanks. No, I don't know. No, definitely keep because that's the song that I remember lockdown started and we released that, and that's the song that really set us on the way. And that's the song, like, I think we worked on keep for a year, so I feel like if there was one song to... Yeah, that, that one got a lot of love. Yeah, it'd be keep. Um, everything is easy for sure. And... I reckon her in the sun. I reckon her in the sun. Her in the sun for me. Oh, yeah, that's that's probably fair. That's probably fair. Her in the sun. Yeah. Cool. You have Wanderer Festival coming up. So can. You're playing. Yes, ma'am. What does your live show look like? What can people expect from this set? Oh, man. Uh, I think we're just going to try and have as much fun as possible. Cool. Yeah. Try and get the crowd involved as much as we can. Um, you know, trying to get as much high energy as we can into the set as well. Unreal. 90% of our show is just having fun, like and just and just chatting absolute shit and just like having fun. Like if like if we're not having fun and they're not having fun, like there's no point. Like so as long as everyone's having fun, that's that's it. Yeah, it's the best job in the world, and we just try and <laughs> yeah, we try and get everyone involved in that as much as we can. Yeah. Awesome. And who are you excited to see on the lineup? I've put um, you yeah, yeah, it's such a good lineup. It's like the best lineup ever. Um, everyone's been talking to me about Kevin Mor- uh, Kevin Morby. Yeah, never- Kevin Kevin Morby, hundred and ten percent. Yes, I'll be there. I've, I've never listened to him. Ever. Dude, yeah. Kevin, you would have yeah. heard Kevin Morby for sure. You would have heard yeah, like I've heard nothing, but like everybody's been saying Kevin Morby, Kevin Morby, and. No, I've, I've played Kevin Morby for you before. Trust me, you, you love it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, you'll love it. I'm it's sure going to be I'll so good. It. And um, obviously, like Ocean Alley and stuff like that would be pretty sick because, like, they're always killer live. They're always killer, yeah. 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 Unreal. Yeah, Kevin Morby's the GOAT for sure. I would. He's, like, he's at the top of my list straight I, up. I didn't, like, because you don't think of him as, like, being on, like, a bucket list of people you would want to see. 
But then I found yeah, so coming and I was like, you you cannot miss that. Like that would be so good. Yeah. Mate, you're right. You're right. Thanks. Do you, <laughs> do, do you have a favourite Kevin Morby song? Oh, yes. Hang on. Let me find it. Are we playing the same day as Kevin Morby? I hope not because I want to say him. Uh, I reckon Disappearing. Cool. Immediately in my life songs. What's your favourite Kevin Morby song so I can add to my playlist? Um, or see, like, mine's basic. Harlem River is, like, pretty good. Um, actually, his new album is quite good too. I would listen to, like, the album as a whole. More photographs, that one? Yeah. There's oh, a song wow. called This Is A Photograph, I think. And there's also yeah. a song called Oh My God, Oh My Lord. I don't know, one of them. Anyway, get around the get around the whole discography. You'll yeah, it. pretty much. Just get. I'll, I'll deep dive it, and be obsessed by exactly, and then you'll get there, and then you'll see set, and you'll. Heck yeah, I'm Ken. Amazing, and I guess my final question is: You've played a heap of shows over a period of time. What has been like a gig highlight for you, um, and also a gig horror story? Where it's all gone a little bit wrong. I reckon a highlight was we played the bright side in Brisbane. Cool. And that show was I even said it on the mic. I'm pretty sure we came on for the encore afterwards and I was I was quite pissed. But um I, I think I went to the mic and I slurred the words like this is the best show ever. I love you all. So definitely that one is a highlight. And low light. I don't know. I feel like we've played like I think the last tour every show was good. Like we played some smaller rooms, stuff like that. But I think, I think some of them were my favorite as well. A low light. Oh, well, I, can, uh, I can't I think, think of the venue, but just when like all our all our equipment's just broken. Well, I was oh. thinking, how about the airport going to Brisbane, and we had to wait there for four hours and almost missed the show at um oh, at Sunny Coast. Because there was rain and they wouldn't get our luggage off the um off the plane, so we, I think we got there forty five minutes for our set and we had had no sleep, so it was a bit of a a bit of a that was a low light. That, that was a low light for sure. Coming home from New yeah. Zealand, low light. Yeah, yeah flying home from New Zealand, low light. <laughs> what happened in New Zealand? No, I mean we were just we we're in New Zealand for less than thirty hours. Sort of got there, slept for a couple of hours, drove, played a show, drove back. Slept for an hour and then flew home. It was just chaos. The show was sick. Had the best time ever, but just the travel destroyed us all. Yeah, I can imagine. How? That's probably my question. question. How long do you guys sleep every night? Like, how many hours? Wait, usually or like on tour? Because usually, <laughs> usually, usually. I, try get, I try and get at least like seven or eight hours. Yeah, okay. yeah, I'm probably seven hours. Yeah, but right. on tour, it's like if you can get three hours on tour, you're sorted. Like that's like that's a maximum level of sleep right there. Okay, good to know. Yeah, some nights are pretty grim. But Fraser, our drummer, sleeps in every car and every plane and every like everywhere. So he's sorted. But there's always like fourteen one. hours a day. It's yeah, it's, it, it's always one. There's always him. My entire phone library, like for our camera library, is just photos of him asleep in random places. Yes, <laughs> that's so good. Unreal. Well, thank you guys so much for coming and chatting tonight. Uh, a pleasure. Thank you for having us. Thank you.